0: How's it going, everybody? Uh, Draven here. Um, welcome back to a new episode. Um, we're gonna jump right in. It got a little bit of sore throat today, so this might not be as long as an episode um, as the others, but nonetheless, just as important. Um, so, in today's episode, we're gonna talk about um, relationships, commitment, um, marriage. what you know uh, what the Bible says about it, and of course, you know. Um, Throwing a little bit of mix of uh, my advice, my experiences, and you know what I, what I think us as Christians should, uh, how we should act, things we should and shouldn't do in relationships, uh, whether you're a Christian or not, um, but uh, ultimately you know that's that's the goal. That's the, you know, um, us as Christians, we should be dating to marry, um, finding that one that God put on the earth for us, and uh, you know I just. Um, when you find that person, I hope everyone does, you know, you, uh, you know, it's them, you know, no matter what, that, uh, there's no one else for you. Um, so some notes, some scripture, share a personal experience and my advice and, uh, you know, advice that was given to me and, you know, just hopefully, hopefully this podcast helps someone, you know, um, um, know more and learn more about, uh, what the Bible has to say about love and marriage and commitment. And, uh, hopefully, you know, it helps you guys out. Alright, so jumping right into it here, um, you know, obviously in the Bible there's uh, a ton of messages about um, marriage, partnership, love, God, um, God loving us, um, you know, vow renewals, anniversaries, or everyday life. Um, So... So the you know, it's important to know the Bible tells us to love ourselves first. Don't uh, don't uh, in a little nugget here my my advice, don't count on um don't feel like you need someone else to you know, don't feel like you need to be in a relationship with someone else for them. You need to have them for you to be able to love yourself. If it wasn't for you, if you don't have them loving you, you can't love yourself. First learn to love yourself, be comfortable um with yourself, be able to be alone with yourself in a room and not you know freak out um, love yourself all your imperfections um everything, and then go out and seek a partner because if you don't even love yourself and you go out and you're trying to find someone a partner you know even if you know you're not a Christian um and you're just you know bouncing from guy to guy girl to girl whatever you're you're never going to be able to fill that void because. You don't love yourself. You you're not even able to love yourself. How are you able to love someone else? So that person's either going to leave you, they're going to use you, um, and it's just it's just not a good situation to be in. So first and foremost, as the Bible says, um, learn to love yourself first, and to do unto others. Um, you know, be loving, devoted, and faithful partners um, to your significant other, the one who you feel like you know you want to marry. The one you can see long term lasting. Do not just jump in a relationship to have someone. Do not just jump in a relationship to get back at an ex. Um, we're going to get off topic a lot on this episode, but if you guys listen to other episodes, you know that's kind of how it works here. Um, you know, blaming on the a, a little bit of ADHD I got, blaming on you know, just this podcast is a mix of motivational, uh, my life experiences, things like that, and scripture. Um, but the whole point of the podcast is to motivate, to inspire, to bring people closer to God. And hopefully, you know, share my life experiences, my advice, and when I think about certain topics. What the Bible has to say about it all to help lead you guys closer to Him, to help you guys make right decisions, to help us all become um, how He wants us to be, and to um, help people see Him through us. Um, so yeah, love yourselves first. Don't uh, don't ever you know feel like, oh, I need someone to, I need someone to tell me I'm beautiful. I need someone to tell me I'm, uh, I look good. I need someone to tell me nice shoes. And that's like, it's, it's hard and it's okay to have someone that you want attention and, um, all that from, but as far as needing it, like needing it to the point to where if you don't have it, you're not able to function. That's not very healthy. So as long as you learn to love yourself and be comfortable with yourself and your own skin before you get into a relationship with someone else, it's fine. 100% fine. But learn to love yourself first. Be comfortable in your own skin. Don't compare yourself to anyone else because God made you exactly how he wanted you to be. Um, You know, for the women, thighs, stretch marks, if you're overweight, underweight, and they got a nice smile, not a nice smile, for the men, you know, no matter how much money's in your wallet, no matter how, um, how you know, muscular you are, what kind of car you drive, what kind of house you have, um, you know, for women, no matter what your bra size is, panty size, whatever, God made you for you and the right person out there that's made for you, the one that was put on this earth that God's seen you marrying from the second He brought you into, into into existence. They're gonna not care about any of that. They're gonna look past it all, and you're gonna be perfect for them. Just the way you are. So, learn to love yourself as you are, and the one that God put on the earth for you is going to learn to love you as you are as well. Um, Never settle. Never settle for anything less. Um, It's realize again, it's important to know even the one that God put on the earth for you. You are going to go through hard times and turmoil in the relationships. Um, No relationship is perfect. Um, Anyone tells you it is, they're lying to you. Um, but we never argue. Okay, that's that's fine, but just because it's not happening in your relationship, and people are telling you that, does not mean that it's not going to be normal to disagree with your partner. Um, and that's that's going crazy far off topic, and we'll talk about that uh, some more. And yeah, well, you know why not touch on it? So it's like nowadays in today's society and world, society and world. Um, we're gonna go ahead and jump into just just my advice, and then we'll jump into some scripture. And this is this is hugely coming from from personal experience. Um, every couple argues, every couple fights. When I say fight, I don't mean physically. If you've seen you ever with someone and they actually lay hands on you, you know you got black eyes, bruises. They're scratching you. They're purposely hurting you to try to get uh, something out of you. You know, leave immediately. Report that. File those police reports, please. Heck, um, you know, DM me. Um, reach out to us, Second Chance Podcast at gmail dot com. Um, I'm in no way at all, in shape or form, uh, condoning domestic violence at all. Um, and being someone that's been falsely accused of things like that, it's it really it really touches a nerve um, when people are falsely accused of things like that. But so if, you, if you're a victim of that, reach out. There's hotlines for that. Um, reach out to us on DMs. Tell someone, friends, family, church, whatever. Get the help you need. But today's exciting, and where the, the problem in the relationships is people will they will expect it to be perfect. Um, or they will jump in it too fast. Do not jump in it too fast. Um, and it's, it's it's all up to personal experience. Uh, my, and this is again keyboard, just my opinion, me sharing my advice. Yeah, the Bible may or may not touch on some of this. We'll go over the scripture and you guys because what a verse means to me in the Bible is going to mean um, something different to you guys. Um, but regardless, um, choosing the choosing the wrong partner, the wrong person to call your girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, um, who you choose to give that much of yourself to, to be that vulnerable around. If you choose the wrong person, that's okay. Move on. You know, not not everybody's made for each other. Maybe, you know, you thought he was the one, or for guys you thought she was the one, and she ended up not being. That's okay. But what is not okay is acknowledging that. And uh, because they hurt you, or, you know, because of them, you're, you know, you weren't able to get with so-and-so. Or it's it's okay to, to, to move on and not feel like you need to get back at this other person. It's okay to not feel like you need to be revengeful. They hurt me. They cheated. They whatever it is. Um they you know, they said something in an argument that maybe you're mad, so now I'm gonna do this. The like move on. if someone's not for you for you and you know it and you've tried over and over again to make that relationship work. Um which what I'm getting at is relationships take they take work. It's not gonna be every single day Everything's perfect. It's not. Anyone that tells you the relationship is perfect, they're lying. Because, um, the, and again, it's all subjective and it's all opinionated. Because what perfect to them is, is could be completely different to you. But so don't don't expect the relationship to be perfect. It's okay for normal couples to to fight, to argue, to disagree, uh, meet in the middle, and you know agree to disagree. When no matter man or woman, your partner comes to you and uh, wants to bring up a situation or a problem, do not brush it off, do not be like, be, be okay to change things you are doing, things you say, things you do, um, and communicate, communication, the lack of communication kills relationships, uh, problems for me in the past relationships and problems for a lot of people nowadays that will eventually lead to infidelity, or at least putting yourself in the position for it to happen a greater chance, is they will be having a hard time in the relationship and um instead of sharing with their partner and letting their partner know communication wise, hey this is what you're doing, I feel this way, um, they will go to a guy or a girl, no matter your sex, male, or female, whatever, and they will start telling the they will start venting to them about their relationship. They will tell their problems. And that opens a whole new door, it's a whole new world um, you're sharing things with random people you've met and you've barely known, or even people you know that's close. You're just you're sharing things with them that should really only be shared with you and your partner, because it's you and your partner that are together. It's not you and this other person. So they will run to another person to vent, um, to complain, to bring up problems about the relationship, and that opens the door for infidelity, um, to cheat, uh, for flirting to, to happen. And you know, to you you may think it's innocent, nothing wrong with it, but you know, that um that is not being faithful, that's not in the Bible. If being faith that's not the definition of that for sure in there and that's not just in general common sense. So people expect things to be perfect, they're never going to be meet in the middle, agree to disagree, uh, make it work because you, you you don't want to lose the other person. Um don't run to other people. Um whether you're a woman running to another man, he's your work buddy or you're a man running to another woman that's an ex, um, vice versa. This is, you know, no, this isn't just a problem for males or females. It's on both sides of the spectrum. Uh, no matter who cheats more, no matter who, you know, who's more, um, prone to infidelity. Um, but, and this is again, speaking from experience of this podcast is about, you guys don't want to hear these experiences, you know, skip forward and we'll, we'll be in the scripture then. Um, but, you know, like I said, they I've, I was put on this earth to, to lead people closer to Christ. This is the passion I'm chasing after. No matter how much um, time I got left, um, and me sharing my experiences with you guys will help you uh, hopefully not make the same mistakes I'm at, I'm, I've made in choosing partners that I thought um, loved me back. Partners that I thought uh, could never do what they've done, what they are continuing to do. Um, so don't, you know, so that's me sharing my advice. And if it helps one person, that one person is going to, um, start to chain reaction. That one person, if it's a dad watching or reading or listening to this podcast, he, um, he's going to spread it, spread it off to his daughter. If he agrees with it, and then that's going to change his daughter's life. And our, his daughter is going to take her dad's advice and it's going to change her kid's life. And it's a, it's a chain reaction. So one person, if I help one person, um, you know, I don't need to help thousands of people that listen to the podcast. I just one person. That's the goal for each and every episode. If I had to help at least one um, person, so don't expect things to be perfect. Meet in the middle, agree to disagree. Um, do not run to someone of the opposite sex um, or even someone of the same sex with with your problems. Uh, running to someone of the opposite sex about problems or relationship, you know, when you haven't brought those. Uh, you haven't communicated with with your partner that you're at you know, that you're with at the time because maybe you think they won't care. Maybe you are scared to bring it up because you're afraid it's going to make them leave. Whatever it is, uh, usually running to someone of the opposite sex opens up the door, the room for infidelity, uh, because then that male or that female that you are telling your problems to, the light lights up in their head, the light bulb, and they're like, okay, here's my chance. Things ain't going good with this so-and-so. And this, again, this is experience-based. And I'm not alone. It's common. Both men and women cheat. Um, but cheating starts way before you get in the bed together. It starts, um, and in relationships, my experience. This is the normal, the most common way it's, it happens. They, they're they so quick to, to run to someone else to talk about the problems without bringing the problems up with the person that they're with. That opens the door for, that's like, hey, you don't need a knock on the door. Here's, and let me open the door for you. Cause in that male, or that female that you're, com- that you're bringing up the problems of relationship, you're complaining your partner is not everything you want them to be. He, this, she, this, they, that, whatever it is. And then, so the person you're talking to is going to be like, okay, so, um, here's, here's what I need to do. Here's the guy that I need to be to get her, to take him away from him or her. Um, and it's just, it opens the door for infidelity. Do not expect the relationship to be perfect. Um, it's not going to be agree to disagree, meet in the middle because you don't want to lose that person. Uh, but at the same time, fight for those you love, um, acknowledging that it's going to be hard, and that you're going to agree and disagree on certain things, um, but you're still going to make it work no matter what. If you got to take a break, take a break. But do not, during that break, run to someone else and... Have a little bit of fun with because you're mad at that person you want to get back at them. It's, it's, if you cheat on someone in a relationship, you never really love that person. And it's, I say that because it's how I feel. Again, this podcast is opinionated when I'm not talking about scripture, even a little bit when I am, because what scripture means to me is could mean something different to someone else. What a verse means to me could mean, you know, the Bible is. Um, to, you know whatever that means for you. There's the right and the wrong. Then you know the right and the middle gray area. Whatever it means for you, because it's going to be different for everyone. Um, but we're definitely talking about personal experiences here. Do do not uh, expect things to be perfect. Communicate, 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 mate. communicate. Communication is key. Um, and comes the time, come the time to where you and this person are. Um you both realize and you both agree or even if you disagree and this other person you know does it it 's okay fine and you know you need to call things quit because it quits the relationship is toxic things are getting bad maybe you've moved on with someone else you're not in love with in love with them anymore um or maybe in some relationship you just plain hate them maybe they um they cheated on you maybe they made a mistake maybe they said something they should never said they've apologized. They've tried their best to make it right, but no matter what they do, you're just you're not ever going to be able to get over what they said or what they did. So call be okay and be comfortable with being alone again and calling it twit, quits. Do not stay in that relationship just to have someone. I'm guilty of that. You know, I've, I've ignored all the red flags. Every single one. Really? Um, personal experience, you know, hiding the phone, um, talking to um, other guys by my back, um, and, you know, same for females. You know, dudes, you know, we, we, you know, this isn't a right or wrong. Dudes are worse than, you know, women are cheating. Women are worse than men. It's, it's like it's do not ignore the red flags in the beginning. And, you know, don't try to make something out of what it isn't. You know, okay, if they're friends, they're friends. But if it's pretty obvious even you can tell when a guy and a girl are not friends. If the messages are flirty, odds are red flag and get out of there. Um, but if you know they're coworkers, they work together. They they've been friends for years. It's fine. Um, but do you know? So realize things. Tips. You know, a little bit of sidebars and everything. Realize things are not always going to be perfect. Meet in the middle. Agree to disagree. When it comes time to call it, when it comes time to call it quits, whether the other person wants to or not, tell them. Look, you know. I don't believe in fully if you ever truly love someone, and this this is times a thousand if you have kids together. So you, all your dads and your moms out there, listening, um, which is a couple for you, you, know, from the messages I get, that I know of at least. If you have a kid together, and it does come the time to call the relationship quits, you know, you're they did something, whatever, whatever, the reason is for the relationship ending, and you keep your kid from their father, their mother. That is not okay. Because now what you're doing is you're using that child. Hey, you're so you're saying, I'm mad at this person. So, eh, you know what I'm going to do? I know how to hurt them. I know how to get back at them. I'm going to use my child as just a bargaining chip. I know that this, I know he wants to see his daughter. I know she wants to see her daughter, whether they're male or female. But, uh, and yeah, you know what? Things aren't too good for us. I'm going to keep them from. I can tell you from writing like that, that's again a keyword, you know, situations I'm dealing with. Um, it's probably been... You know, my, my, so my daughter turned six months old not too long ago. Um, actually, a couple of days ago. That's I mean, that, Let me be honest with you, that's really why I haven't been posting. Things have been super hard, super tough. And the only thing that's got me out of bed certain days is, you know... People calling me, hey, where you at? Um, Where I would just probably lay in bed all day, every day. Um, And lots of prayer, lots of prayer. God talking to me, talking to him, writing notes. um, I forced myself to get up out of bed to make this podcast um, for you guys because I know I need to help as many people as I can while I can while I am still here. But back to the, you know, know, personal experiences we hit on, you know, nothing's ever going to be perfect. Meet in the middle, agree to disagree. Don't run other people of the opposite sex. Open that door for infidelity to happen if you have problems in relationship. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Um, and try your best to end things on good terms. But if things do end on bad terms and for your parents out there um, and you think it is okay to keep um, him or her from the child because simply they didn't treat you right, so there's no way they could be a good dad. They hurt you so they don't nah you know you don't get to see your daughter. she's all mine um, that is a pain that I do not wish on anyone. That is a pain that is beyond being able to be described in words yeah, I couldn't put it into words um if I tried, I haven't seen my daughter in five months um Okay, so five months in um, a couple weeks. So, I mean, like, you know, what 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 does that do to a person? It's it's like you know you still love this person. Things are not end um, on good terms with you. They didn't end on the best terms. Um, but you have tried your best to make it work for the kid, to, to just let them let you see um, your child. But that person, they ignore you. They act like they don't exist. You don't exist. They act like you never existed. They act like um, that child popped up out of thin air, and if it, you know, that it's not your daughter, that the child just popped up out of thin air, and it's only theirs. And the whole sole reason there's no other good reason other than they're mad at you. They're upset with you. They are um, gonna blame you for everything, anything wrong. they their like they're just they're walking around with so much hate and anger for you, when at one time they loved you. You know that you acknowledge that, but you you sit there and you ask yourself, what what did I do to deserve to have my daughter kept from me, my son kept from me, whatever it is for you. Um, tend to listen to this, going into the situation where you have kids now, you're doing it now. Stop. Do it in the future. You're a horrible person. Um, that's not something that I would ever call anybody, blame outright, but you are. You're a horrible person to to ever do that um, to someone because that is a pain that is indescribable. Because it did not work with you and your significant other, your baby, mama, father, whatever, um, do not keep the child from Because what are you doing now? You're robbing that child of their other parent. Their other parent is not who you say they are. It's, it's not who you run around and you play the victim to. Um, everything that you're saying about this other person, most of it, is over exaggerated. It's reinforced by people around you that even over exaggerated even more. Um and it's everything that you've said about this person. Um it's not enough that you are ruining their life with your lies and false accusations. If things didn't in on no good terms with you. Um and so it's not enough that you know they're they're looking at all the time they're looking at for things they didn't do. Um now and you do it because you know it hurts them. You know there's no other reason why you would ever keep um, their kid from you. You do it because hey, you know you think in your head you, the revenge. Look, read over if if you were stop right now, anybody. If if your heart is filled with hate and anger, and you feel like you need to get back at someone, someone you used to date, the father or the mother of your child, stop listening right now. And I strongly encourage you, you want to get down on your knees and pray. Because coming from someone that for so long hated himself so I took it out on people around me. That's not a way to live. And back to the topic, I guess, you go off too off uh, off the rails in the episode. If if you're keeping his daughter, his son, her daughter, her, her son away from them because you're mad at them. Because they don't get to see their daughter because things didn't work out with you. They didn't make, they didn't, they weren't. The, they weren't what's best for what was best for me, so they don't get to see their daughter, they don't get to see their kid. When it's, it doesn't hurt the baby as much. Let's be honest, because they're so young, they don't they don't know. Despite the the statistics, you know, where if you're a single parent and your kid is. Like a, I forget the statistics, but there's being a single parent and keeping your kid away from the actual father. There's benefits to that. You know, being a dad and keeping your kid away from the um, the mom, uh, there you're you're harming the kid in ways. But I'm not gonna get into that. The kid's too young now to really know. Hey, mom is not there. Dad's not there. What happens when they're a toddler and they ask, "Where's my dad?" They're looking at the dude around. I mean, doesn't look like him. Where's my dad? Where's my father? Are you really gonna be able to sit down and look your kid in the eyes and say, you know, he tried to be a part of your life but I didn't let him? And he's no longer here anymore because yeah, I was you know, and he wasn't able to be with you while he could while he was still here because I was mad at him. I was upset. I was playing the victim. I accused him of things he didn't do. Accused her of things she didn't do. I'm I'm so mad, I'm so upset, I'm just I'm keep I kept you from him for revenge. It's 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 unfathomable to think that anyone could do that to someone else. Um, but there, there's people out there that do it. I'm being put through it. There's other people that have been put through it, obviously, as well. But if you are things are not in on best terms with you, whether you're the one that ended it, or they ended it, do not use your child as a bargaining tool. Um, <laughs> men you you you're more than what's um, in your wallet you're more than how what's the size of your car or your house or what's between your legs women you're more uh, you're worth more than what's the size of your bra or your panties how slim your waist is um or your ability to have or not have kids um your worth is not based on someone else's inability to see your value um and you know, you must be at the very bottom you must mean nothing to someone if they actually do keep your kid from you for no good reason at all, at all, other than they're upset with you because you've been nothing wrong to the kid. And you've done nothing but trying to be a part of their life. Um, but you know things didn't work out with mom or dad, so mom and dad's like, "Look, you know what? Forget you. Uh, you don't. Things didn't work out with us. You don't get to see your kid. That's not right. and That's not okay. And that is a hate and anger that I'm. I'm. I'm going to pray for you all tonight and everyone that is dealing with that and doing that. I'm praying for you. Um, and I, you know, you can pray so much, but. Because it's just, it's beyond it's a beyond evil thing to do. But evils in the world exist, and it, it sucks when it's the people closest to you, the people you still love, your baby mama, um, in my case, or your baby daddy and others, I'm sure, who you still love. You want to make it work. You just want to see your kid. You want to know, hey, why was I not enough to be able to celebrate my daughter turning six months old? What's going on? Was I really that bad of a partner? And you sit down and you ask yourself, no, I wasn't. I wasn't perfect. I said things I shouldn't have said or argued one too many times. And I you know I didn't call her beautiful as much as I should have. I didn't call him handsome as much as I should have. I didn't say the right thing when I should have thought harder and thought harder to say and I didn't take them out to eat or buy them crab legs as much as I should have. I didn't appreciate them when I had it. That's okay. That was the past. And it should stay in the past. But too many people hold on to that. And they keep bringing it up in the present. They keep allowing it to, to affect them. And they so and so. they're like, look, all right. Because, I mean, and this is, this is for parents out there. Because if you end a relationship with someone that you're still in love with because you know it's not working out, that's fine. You agree to disagree. You both go your own ways and you part. But you can't do that with a kid. Because you need to both be there for it as best as you can. The kid deserves to see his father. The kid deserves to see his mom. Her mom, his mom, whatever. <laughs> Excuse me. It's it's not just your child. It's not just... The kid did not just pop up out of thin air and say, you made me and you made me alone. Um, God blessed you with that child for you both to celebrate and be there for it. So who, who, who are you to keep the child from this person who has done nothing wrong other than try to be a part of its life? But you keep the child from this person out of hate and anger for them it's it's unimaginably evil. it's not you can't justify in any way shape or form that uh, and this is a key you know again a key word as long as that person you know obviously and we're gonna you know with the whole Amber Heard and the Johnny Depp trial we're gonna, men can you know women can abuse men just as much um, as men you know can abuse women. It's just vice versa. It's not a one-sided thing. So if that person that you're keeping the child from really was abusive, you know, they would beat you. They would um, do whatever it is. And you're scared to have the kid around them because that kid could be hurt or could be abused as you were. That's fine. Go to court. Get you against your charge. Get your share owner or whatever it is. But... A whole different story and again in my case if, if what you're saying has no truth and no merit to it at all other than your made up accusations and your false allegations and that's a good dad that's a good father that's a good mother but you're keeping them from them you're hiding behind your lies and your false allegations and your wrongdoings and your wrong sayings and your evil things that have, lies have the power to kill and you know that, but you just don't care, so that's not enough. so then you decide I'm gonna play the victim. I'm gonna hide behind these lies and these false accusations. People believe them people believe' you now I'm a woman or I'm a man, or I got a shred of i got I got a situation or I got what someone said or did, and I twisted it to mean whatever I want it to mean. so now I feel like it's okay to keep the kid from them. But turns out the whole time you're just lying. You know you're lying, but you're afraid now to tell the truth because you know you can get in trouble because you've said these lies for so long. Um, It's just, we went off crazy off topic there. But yeah, this is, it's helpful. I know there's other people that are going through it. Very few, if ever, in the entire history, frankly, that, that, uh, you know, since I've been alive at least, that have, have been going through currently and being put through what I'm being put through. Um, but yeah, do, so do not keep uh, the child away from the father because no, and I strongly, no one can ever love a child more than the father. And it's even more surprising the statistics of how often the father actually wants to stay around and be there for the child. Uh, most of them, you know, you know, saying they leave for milk and never come back. So it's ironic that when he tries to be there and someone, the woman doesn't let him. Um, and it's because they are so full of hate and anger and they're going to continue to hold on to it. Um, and it's, it's so much hate and anger that where they could literally care less if you live or die. You could probably get run over by a bus in front of them and they just would not care. Um, because nothing's telling you otherwise. They, um, they make up lies and false allegations. Um, they twist things you say and do, and they keep your child from you. What what do you expect? What are you to take from all that? That they care about you? No. Um, and you're really, and this is another thing. This is going to hurt a lot of people's feelings. You know, I'm going to keep it light, but it, you're, you're not a good mom. You're not a good father. You're not a good aunt or an uncle. Um, whatever you are, if you're the sole provider and you got permanent custody of the kid, whatever it is, you're not a good mom, dad, father, aunt, uncle, cousin if you are keeping that child from their father, from their mom. Because sit down and let's really use your brain here. What List all the reasons... To why that person hasn't been able to see their kid for the last five months. I list all the reasons, and if hate or anger pops up at all on that list at all, when you're writing them down in your paper, you need to stop, erase everything else, and circle hate and anger because nothing else, everything else is probably just made up by you. They never abused you. They never were this horrible person. Even even and this is to an extent. To an extent because people change the past the past so many people are unable to leave in the past it's it's astounding um, to me but you're so unable to just get over that you and them just were never going to work out and that's okay two people sometimes are not meant to be together you can still love them But when that love turns to hate and anger and you use that child as a bargaining chip, as a tool to hurt the other person, because you know it does. You know, and there's no other way to hurt another parent than to keep their child from them. When they want nothing more, when they would quite literally give their life up to be able to hold their child one more time, there's no other way to hurt them. There's no better way. And you sit there and you lay down at night, you put your head on that pillow, and you actually sit down and you think you're a good parent. That's not true. It could not be further from the truth, because if that other person has done nothing wrong, you're keeping them from them. Again, this is a key word for the people that are um, going to get upset hearing this. If that person has done nothing wrong, and it's backed up by facts, evidence, the abuse, the so-called abuse that they've done to you, and it's backed up by facts and evidence, and not, um, not just you know, 40-year-old, six-time-divorced people at your job or some random person you follow on, um, TikTok or social media that, you know, will sit there and describe abuse to you. It's, if it actually happened to you and it's not a made-up situation in your head, then yes, you have every right to, to, to keep, to keep that child from the other person. (sighs) But in my case, when not a single thing is true, um, and that child is still kept from you. How good of a parent are you really to keep that child from them? The father, the mother, the aunt, the uncle, whatever it is, you're not. You could be a good parent because you sit down at night, you justify all the reasons. Oh, they called me this, he did this, he did that. Um, but the actual truth of it is, is you're, you're just filled with hate and anger and you're using that child to keep it from the other person because you know you can not because you know there's people out there that you know they believe your lies the truth hasn't came out yet but you know there's people out there that believe um, the unspeakable things that you're accusing the person of there's people out there that believe it so you think that that could just further justify you keeping that child from his father that just that just couldn't you' you could still be a good mom and a good parent but you're not you're really you're not uh in my opinion again keyword opinion is you're not a good parent you're not you're not a good father you're just not because if you're solely keeping that baby away from their other parent out of hate and anger because you're just so mad at the other person they hurt you okay get over it you got a child they hurt you they called you a name are you a woman or a child? Are you a grown man or are you a 12-year-old? Build that thick skin. And again, if it's in the past and that's not a person, not that person anymore, and you know that, but you just don't care because you're unable to let go of the past. You're unable to let go of the hurt and the made-up lies and the reinforced, oh, you're the victim. You're unable to let go of all that. That's okay. Get through it at your own pace, but Do not try to purposely, continuously hurt the other person, you know it's hurting them that's why you do it, because you want to get back at them don't hold on to that revenge, that hate and that anger please anyone listen to this yeah. I'm going through it I don't wish anyone would ever go through it it's to the point to where you don't you can't physically cry about it anymore you just know, hey, you know man, I wonder how my daughter's doing I wonder how my son's doing Whatever it is for you, whether male, female, aunt, uncle. Um, if a child is being kept from you or if you are keeping a child from the other person, the parent, based on nothing other than you are mad and you are filled with hate, anger, and rage. Or even worse, if you've moved on with another guy or a woman or you've just moved on and you just want to completely get rid of them out of your life, you make it work for the kid be what you need to be to that person at the bare minimum but at the very least so they can still be there for their daughter very rarely will you hear me say that something is plain evil or just um mess, severely messed up and unspeakably wrong but that is that is one of the things that is keeping a child away from their other parent who wants nothing more than to provide to love to hold and to give the world To you still, because they love you. You ain't got to be together as to love someone, but they want nothing more than to give the world to you and your child, but you're not letting them. You're sitting there and actually letting yourself struggle because you're still so full of hate and anger for them. You can't let it go. The made-up situations and scenarios in your head, they didn't hurt you as you're playing the victim and acting like they did because you were in the wrong too. Nothing ever just happens to us. You put yourself in that position, and if it's the past, let that go. I'm gonna make a whole podcast and a whole whole episode of the past. You know, it's gonna be a lot of ranting, and I'll, I'll find what I can in scripture and um, work on inviting people on the podcast. But let that go, like, because <laughs> I said something or did something a year and a half ago that you are unable to let go, does not mean you keep their daughter from them. Because in the heat of the moment, people say things they shouldn't say. They call you names, they argue, whatever it is. Anger gets the best of us at all times. But most of the time, it's just a one-time kind of thing. But to continuously, for five months straight, keep a child away from their father. How good of a parent are you? Because... Maybe not now because the kid's not old enough to know But he's not old enough to know um, My dad's not there My father's not there Eventually they're going to realize If you're a man The woman you're with isn't their mom Or if you're a, 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 a woman The man that you're with is not their father I look nothing like him You know, There's no pictures of us Whatever it is He doesn't have my last name whatever it is it's personally coming from the experience it's something that I would I would not wish on anyone at all and I encourage anyone that's doing it to please stop let them see their kids because a simple a simple letting that child wrap their hands around your finger their child their baby girl um that We'll make up for all the lost time that they that they missed because uh, because of you another thing in relationship eh, please don't beg someone to stay that obviously wants to leave That's something I have to learn with a lot because you know you love someone you want to make it work but it's very obvious when someone has moved on and that could mean this is they moved on with someone else if you're a woman you moved on with a man or if a man you know you moved on with a woman, whatever it is. It's very obvious when someone has, when someone has moved on. They no longer care enough about you. They, you're nothing to them. You're just you're non-existent. They don't check up on you. They don't send you gifts on your birthday. They don't. They don't uh, say hey, how are you doing? They don't tell you to drive safe in the rain. Please stop chasing after them just let them go that's the hardest thing you'll ever have to do I promise you especially if that that person is someone that you feel like you were put on this earth to love if if they're the mother of your child if they're if he's the father of your child whatever it is man or woman but after a while eventually the texts and the calls get ignored but yet they post on social you know they're not busy because no one's ever too busy and a 15 second text so we're not going to get too much into it personal experience wise but don't ignore the signs when you're begging someone to stay when you're begging someone for the bare minimum communication FaceTime a simple text a simple hey I'm okay so you stop worrying it's, stop begging people to stay that it's so obvious they've already moved on It's going to always feel like a piece of you is gone. You're never going to get that piece back. But know... That it's okay to, to love someone and not be with them. It's okay to want nothing but the best for someone and not roll over every night and kiss them. It's okay for the, the your soulmate, the one who, who you met out of the blue and they changed your life. It's okay to let them go is to, to accept that whether you were at fault or they were at fault that things just didn't work out and it's the wrong time and maybe later on things can work out but even if they don't that you're always gonna love that person no matter what no matter what they do to you call you how often they ignore you how often they act like they, you don't exist it's okay it's okay to move on and Love them from a distance, but do not waste all your time and energy and sit down and ask yourself and question yourself, what's wrong with me? It's been five months. Why are they not? Why are they not letting me see my kid? Why are they saying what they're saying about me? Why don't they care? Stop sitting down and asking yourself those questions the problem isn't you anymore it's them they stopped caring not you you're the one reaching out to them not the other way around the phone goes both ways if they care, they show it they wanted to talk to you they text you they send a text it takes 15 seconds the president of the United States Donald Trump the ex obviously president he had time he was running the United States and he had time to post on Twitter So do not ever believe anyone when they tell you I'm too busy. They're not. You're just not a priority. I wish nothing but the best for anyone listening to this relationship-wise. I wish that you find the one you were putting on this earth to and the stars align, God sees a fit, whatever it is, whatever it means for you that you guys last. Because I know what it's like to want to wanna make it last, to wanna, want it to work so much, but you force yourself quite literally to walk away because the other person has done it. They never actually said it. And, you know they, they've, they've laid out excuses. I'm too busy. I'm tired. I'm stressed. But at the end of the day, you just stop being important enough for them to send a text. Hey, I love you. You tell them you, you love them after months of not talking to them when they can't send it back. I'm going to hope and pray. I'm going to pray for everyone tonight that, they, that they, can, they can learn to just accept that it's okay that the person you love doesn't love you back. The person you love doesn't care if you live or die. The person you love, you're nothing to them. At one point you were everything. You were rolling over, kissing each other goodnight. You're, I love you baby. Whatever it is for you. Male or female, and now you're nothing. They don't—they haven't checked up on you in half a year. The last thing you said to each other, or they said to you, was, "I need more time to to think this over." They left the door open. They left it cracked without ever fully shutting it. They left you waiting and hoping that they're gonna. You check your phone nonstop. You set alarms at three o'clock at night to to see if they messaged you, maybe. Because the last time you guys took a break, they messaged you late at night. but you keep waiting that text never comes that voicemail never comes that picture of your daughter never comes that I love you never gets sent back I don't know how two people that ever loved each other could ever end things on such horrible terms that uh, things have been ended on for me and it makes you question your worth your self worth and did they ever care they did at one point but just please know now that they stopped they stopped months ago. Stop sending that text. Stop sending the paragraphs. They don't care. They read over them. And they they acknowledge it. They're like, Man, he's hurting. She's hurting. But I just don't care. That's what they're saying. They don't care. They've moved on. They're with someone else. Someone else is getting the I loves you I love you. Someone else is holding and seeing your child. Someone else is getting the attention. Someone else is getting the, hey, are you okays? Someone else is is being worth the simple text to send to let them know you're okay. Someone else took your spot. And it's time for you to move on. And that's the hardest thing anyone will ever have to face. Not as hard as having your daughter kept from you. Your child kept from you out of her. Another person just having hate and anger for you, but to know that you mean nothing to the person that means everything to you and it's not I'm not talking just a, a month has gone by just a couple of weeks they blocked you right they were mad at you they blocked you just a couple of weeks went by <sighs> a couple days no but it's been months it's been quite literally half a year and they've not so much as checked up on you at all hey are you still alive hey your daughter loves you hey I love you you quite literally are a stranger to them because they made it that way. You want it to work, but they don't. Please, um, know that, you know, you, you were enough. You were never the problem. Acknowledge you were never perfect. You said things you shouldn't have said and argued one too many times, but Know that it's not your fault that you're um you're in the situation you're in. It's it's you know, evil evil has no limit. To some people, lies um, can be told in, in in abundance. Your daughter can be kept from you for months, but that's never gonna change how much you love her. The woman you love cannot talk to you for months, they can not acknowledge your existence, they cannot so much as be able to tell you, hey, I love you back. That doesn't change how much you love them. Just because someone doesn't love you back doesn't mean you stop loving them, and it's okay. Acknowledge that, but please move on. Stop waiting for that text and that call, because that's never going to come. They have moved on. And the whole time you're sitting there waiting for them to come back, and they never are. But you'll get through it. Because you made it this far. You just got to keep going. Pray. I'm praying for you. Keep going okay so now we're gonna we're gonna hop into some scripture so ephesians uh, chapter five verse twenty five through twenty nine husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that she might sanctify her having cleansed by having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word so that he might present the church to himself in splendor. Without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Okay, where love yourself. Always do that first. For no one has ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ as the church. So nourish and cherish yourself. Love yourself first. Um, That's what this verse is saying. And then, you know, obviously... Then love your, your wife as you love yourself. So if you do not love yourself, you hate yourself. You're battling with demon's PTSD, depression. And you just in alone time. But you don't mean to take it out on the other person. It's just you hate yourself. You don't love yourself. That's no one's fault but your own. Love yourself first. Take a break from the relationship. Love yourself first. Jump back in it. And then love your wife or your husband as you love yourself. Nourish and cherish it. So, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Um, And then Malachi chapter 2, verse 14 through 15. But you say, why does he not? Because the Lord was witness between you and the wife of your youth, to whom you have been faithless, though she is your companion and your wife by covenant. Um, Proverbs chapter 3 verse 3 through 4 That love and faithfulness never leave you Blind them around your neck Write them on the tablet of your heart Then you will win favor and a good name In the sight of God and man Romans chapter 10 um, Verse 10 Be be devoted to one another in love Honor one another above yourselves Put them above yourselves Romans chapter 13 Verse 8 Owe no one anything except to love each other for one, for the one who loves, another has fulfilled the law, Isaiah fifty-four, uh, verse five. For your Maker is your husband, the Lord of hosts is His name, and the Holy One of Israel, Israel, is your Redeemer. The God of the whole earth, He is called. 1 Peter chapter three, the first, uh, sorry, First Peter chapter three, verse seven. In the same way, you husbands must give your honor, must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. So to become one from God. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 and 28. <laughs> Excuse me. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, "Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on earth. Genesis chapter two verse eighteen through twenty two Then the Lord God said, "It is not good that the man should be alone; I will make him a help, I will make him a helper fit for him." So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and while he slept took one of his ribs closed up its place with his fists and closed up its place with flesh and the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man he made into a woman and brought her to the man (laughs) Genesis chapter 2 verse 24 therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh Matthew 19 verse 4 through 6 haven't you read he replied that at the beginning the Creator made them from made them male and female and said for this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer but longer two but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together let no one separate. Be kind to each other. First Peter four through eight. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sins. Love conquers your sins. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32. Be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24 to 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. <laughs> the power of partnership. Um, Ecclesiastes that's a word there Um, Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9 through 11 two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor if either of them falls down one can help the other up but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up also if two lie down together they will keep warm but how can one keep warm alone Ecclesiastes, um, Ecclesiastes... 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 A, that's a weird chapter there. I wrote that... Maybe I wrote it down wrong. But... Um, Ecclesiastes... Ecclesiastes... Whatever. Chapter 4, verse 12. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not broken... A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4... Guys, this chapter of this podcast is obviously going to run past the hour mark, so it's going to be to continue the second segment. <laughs> so Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2 through 3, With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 5, um, Verse 11, therefore encourage one another to build a, build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. Proverbs 18, chapter 22. He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. Um, I'm talking about Song of Solomon now, I'm, and this is just hitting at From what I understand from it, when the Bible it's speaking to me, meaning you know, love comes before money and material possessions. You don't need to have either of those to have love, or it definitely shouldn't be criteria that needs to be met for you for you to love the other person. Um, So, Song of Solomon chapter eight, verse seven: Many waters cannot quench love, rivers cannot wash it away. If one were to give all the wealth of his house for love, it would be utterly scorned. Um, Song of Solomon eight verse six through seven. Set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm, for love is strong as death, jealousy is fear, says the grave. Its flashes are flashes of fire, the very flame of the Lord, many waters cannot quench love, neither can floods drown it. If a man offer if a man offer for love all the wealth of his house, he would be utterly despised. Let's see here, we got about a minute left on this one. <clears throat> We're gonna talk about it. so this one's about devotion, being devoted, faithful, loyal. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her, and vice versa. And guys, on uh, the next little segment here, just let the podcast keep playing or click on the next episode. We'll talk about Ruth. It's um, still on the importance of devotion. All right, guys, so jumping right into it, it's the second uh, segment or the second hour. Of the. Um, podcast about love and marriage. And devotion and faithfulness. And again a lot of just quick tips. Oh, and my opinions and my advice. In relationships how to make them last. You know, as Christians or even not as Christians. Just uh, making it. Uh, making it work. What to do and what not to do in relationships. Um, so again the, the importance of devotion. Being. Faithful. Loyal. Despite whatever it is you're going through. Um, Ruth 1, uh, Ruth chapter 1, verse 16 through 17. Entreat me not to leave you, or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. The Lord so do to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you in me. So that that's very powerful uh, devotion. You where you die, I will die. Um, That's the kind of love the Bible talks about. You should have for your wife. uh, How devoted you should be to them. They they're dead. They're no longer here. You would you know you in this Ruth is talking about this chapter. You know. Where you die, I will die. And that's where, you know, basically where I'll be buried. Where you will be buried. Part of you will die with them. That's what I take from it. And that's how devoted and how much you love them. Um, so Psalm... Um, let the morning bring me word of your unf- unfailing love. Um, chapter, so this is chapter 143. Excuse me, chapter one forty three, verse eight. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. For I put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. And now we're gonna we're gonna hit over um a little bit of uh you know, the power of God's love, you know, because God loves us. Um. Tremendous amount, just as much as we should, um, our spouse. Um. Obviously, very popular verse. Um. First Corinthians chapter thirteen, through twelve, or thirteen, verse two. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. Um. So have love got to have that or you got nothing and that's what life is all about you know you love your hobbies you love people got your favorite car favorite food you love it without love you're nothing um and it's god's love for us that should make us want to love our partners as much as he says we should first john chapter four um verse 12 no one has ever seen god but if we love one another god lives in us and his love has made completed us amen First uh, John chapter four verse sixteen and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Going over how amazing love is. First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse four through five. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self seeking. Super important. It's not self seeking you don't just love someone to get benefit out for yourself it's something you just naturally do um, loving on the condition that someone provides something they meet these certain conditions so I love them and the second they stop you give up and you move on to someone else that does that's not love And that's using its being manipulative and uh, narcissistic so that's not what the bible was talking about here so I'm, you know it's 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 not easily you know it does not dishonor others it is not self seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs so if you truly love someone the bible is talking about your your husband your wife you could you can't really stay mad at them too long because love true love is not easily angered and it keeps no record of wrongs so continuously bringing up something that someone's done in the past they mean, oh, I'm unable to let it go because they're not that person anymore but to you in your head that's kind of all you got going for you. That's all you're able to think about is what they did wrong in the past. So you hold on to it. All the wrongs, but you can't see all the good and the right they're trying to do. You hold on to all that, and from that breeds hate and anger. From that breeds just, um, it's not it's not love. You never really love that person or that thing if you were able to stay continuously angry. And I mean, angry to the point to where you do evil things to get back at them, at that person or that thing. Um, it keeps in a record of wrongs. Again, I encourage you to read that chapter, Um, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 through 5. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it's nothing but love, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. No record of wrongs, you're not thinking about something someone did three years ago and bringing it up. Um. Proverbs, you know, and still continuously treating them like they're that person. That's not them anymore. People change, but some people aren't able to to realize that people do change, and they they think you're this person you was in the past, and so they continue to treat you like that. They didn't they didn't get back at you for the past three years ago, so they're going to do it now in the present, and then and, and the president <laughs> they're going to do it now in the present, you know, and they do that by you know lying on you, keeping your daughter from you, etc., Um, keeping your kid from you, whatever it is. Proverbs, um, chapter 30, verse 18 through 19. There are three things, excuse me, there are three things that amaze me. It goes on to say, no, four things that I don't understand. How an eagle glides to the sky, how a snake slitters on a rock, how a ship navigates the ocean and how a man loves a woman. Take take that meaning whatever you guys want it to mean. Song of Solomon verse um chapter four verse nine. You have captivated my heart, my sister my bride. You have captivated my heart with one glance of your eyes, with one jewel of your necklace necklace. Love is the highest value. Proverbs ten through twelve. Hatred stills a conflict, but love covers all wrongs. You love someone. You make it work. You love them enough to get through it. It's only when that love starts lacking, that love is no longer there, that you love someone else despite being in a relationship or despite this other person loving you. You don't love them enough to get through the problems. You don't love them enough to make it work. You kind of, you just kind of love them. Or you love them on the condition that they provide something. And they stop providing that, so you're like, man, it ain't worth it anymore. So you give up. Hatred there's no conflict, but love covers all wrongs. All wrongs. Uh, 1 Peter 4-8 through through above all love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins Um, that's why I'm so I I do my best to to, to pray for random people I meet to let them know I love them thanking everyone for their services Memorial Day weekend Um, love covers all multitudes of sins love has the power to destroy um, but just as much and even more if used right it has the power to to heal to make right it covers all sins (laughs) Corinthians chapter 13 verse 13, and now these three remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Romans chapter 12 verse 9, love must be sincere, hate what is evil, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Colossians chapter 3 verse 14, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2 Be completely humble and gentle Be patient, bearing with one another in love And uh, Jude chapter 1 verse 2 Mercy, peace, and love Be yours in abundance And, little, and side notes are, You know, you found you your soulmate The one you want to be with This is um, talking about song of Solomon Proverbs, Proverbs and uh, Mark What they have to say about that In, in the Bible chapters um I am so Song of Solomon chapter 6 verse 3 I am my beloved, and my beloved is mine Song of Solomon chapter 3 verse 4 I have found the one whom my soul loves um and I I wish and pray that everyone finds the one that they feel like um not just you that loves them but your soul like they're they're, they're who you have put on earth to love to find to run into and you know marry and have a family with I wish that on for everyone I really do Proverbs 31 chapter 10 who can find it who can find a virtuous woman for her pride for her price is far above rubies A good woman is you know hard to find nowadays um, so price is definitely far above rubies um, Mark chapter 10 verse 9 therefore what God has joined together let no one separate no one you know, not, not parents not uh, people at your work not the other person that you run to about your relationship problems um, when God puts you together you're super glued together to an extent think of it as that or who you really want to be on the surf with or your person um, let no one separate it and again it's not going to be easy it's going to be hard but it's going to be worth it and you're gonna have to work at it every single day but you do it because you love that person you grow and you change you become who you who the other person to an extent wants you to become and you do it because you love them and you don't want to lose them. Uh, but too many people nowadays let God, you know, they, they ignore that God put them together and they just, they listen to friends, family, people that have never met your partner or your spouse or future spouse, the one you feel like you're supposed to, to, to be with, you'll start explaining who they are Hey, I want you to meet so and so, and that person's like, and yeah, this is real common with parents, and again, personal experience, but you know, they want nothing to do with them. Never met them, don't know them from a hole in the wall. All they know is what they can look up and muster up on social media, but no, stay away from the person. No, they're bad. Stay away. So, friends and family will tell you they're bad, they're evil. Stay away. Despite not meeting them, they will judge. They will, they will assume, again, all sins, um, they will just do wrong. And you listen to them. You let God separate it and then you spend the rest of your life trying to find what it is you had with that person because you listened to, you know, someone that uh, <laughs> came into finding about your relationship with the evil intentions. They They came into it hoping to break you up or your parents they came into it judging assuming not knowing the actual person but just no it's not who I thought you'd be with I don't like his first name you know people people are that petty nowadays and they'll do it they will parents are super common such such a common thing for people parents to be like no I don't like him oh I don't want you to be with him and you're like but mom but dad you haven't even met him they're like nope I don't like his first name nope he's the next Jeffrey Dahmer you know like and it's, just, it's it's astounding that you love that person. You want to make it work. You see a future with them, but because your parents don't like them. Parents, friends, people whose opinions should mean little in your relationship. Or not have so much sway and such a strong enough opinion to, to make you just cut it all off. If you love that person. You want to make it work. But people around you don't want it. So you give up. And part of giving up, you never really love them. Because when you love someone or something, you don't give up. You don't make excuses. You're not too busy. You're not too tired. You're not stressed. You make it work. You send those texts. You marry that person. You make it work. You have a family with them. You live happily ever after. The cabin in the woods and, you know, sitting on the porch gray and old. Because if people really love you, who you feel like you were put on this earth to be the person that you feel like is for you. You love them. To you, they're not perfect, but they're perfect their own way to you. Who cares what everyone else around you has to say? And parents, stop stop forcing your kids to stop being in a relationship with people that they're in love with because you simply just don't like the other person. You've not even given them a chance. It's super common at age. Oh, I don't like his name. Oh, he grew up in a foster care? No, I don't like him. He's bad for you. They judge. They assume. It is, in my experience, it's common. Even people that go to church every Sunday and call themselves Christians will judge at the drop of a hat. It's very bad. We need to stop that. It's not, you know, because you grew up in foster care doesn't mean you're the devil. Because your mom's in prison doesn't mean you're the devil, doesn't mean you're bad for the daughter. But parents nowadays, they they know what's best, right? My baby girl knows she's a she's a, Especially if you're grown up, you're a grown adult, you're a grown woman, you're you're twenty something years old, and you're still letting your parents' opinions sway your life, and choose your dating partners. Let me know how that goes, all right? Because it's it's a never-ending cycle. No one's ever gonna be good enough for you, okay? Um, and you'll you'll realize later on. Shouldn't have listened to him. Should have made it work. I'm an adult. One of my parents, and my friends, and random people have such a say so in my relationships. They should. And that goes back to you never really love someone enough. You never really love them like, like the Bible says. You would love your soulmate if you gave up on them. Because therefore we know what God has joined together, you two. No one. Let no one separate it. He wouldn't. But moving on, infidelity, cheating, finding someone else, listening to the parents, friends, feeling like you can do better later on to find out you can't. Um, that stuff, people let like separate it and they let it get in the way. <laughs> Love as you want to be loved. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Love them as God loves you. That's chapter that's John chapter fifteen verse twelve. My command is this love each other as I've loved you. Do to others have you as you have would do to others as you would have them do to you. That's Luke chapter six, verse thirty one. Corinthians six, chapter sixteen, verse fourteen. Do everything in love. Proverbs chapter seventeen, verse seventeen. a, friends, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. So do, do, you know, hitting that Luke chapter 6 verse 31. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Treat them the way you're going to be treated. And just because someone treats you wrong, they say something, they say something hurts your feelings. Um, it's okay. But we're going to hint at this a lot. Again, personal experiences, the podcast can revolve around a lot too. Because someone does something that hurts your feelings, something that is wrong, even though they apologize and they try to make up for it, you don't care. You hold on to that hate and that anger and you justify seeking out revenge on this other person and you're trying to hurt them as they hurt you. That's not okay. It's not right. And You never really love them if you do that over an extended period of time. Like I said, blocking someone for a week or two, cool, you need your break, you need your space, but months at a time, can't send a text when the president of the United States has time when he's running a country to tweet but you're too busy to send someone that you care about a text come on God needs to be a part of our love he needs to be in the middle of it all It's the center love yourself first and then love others Ephesians chapter five, verse twenty-one: Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And others: John three sixteen. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. First John chapter four through, chapter four, verse seven. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born has been born of God and knows God. Again, chapter first, first John chapter four through eight, chapter four verse eight. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. You can't run around filled with hate and anger and uh, deception and infidelity and anger and revenge, doing all this purposely, not unintentionally. Doing all this purposely, you you cannot know God and be doing that because God is love, and that's not what love is. you find the person that you feel like you're upon the earth to do to to, to be with um, to go through everything with and strive and grow stop expecting people to be perfect don't expect them to fill the void in your heart when you don't even love yourself them loving no amount of them loving you is going to make you love yourself anymore because um, when they leave and you know most do you're going to feel empty not going to have anything you're going to need them, you're gonna need their your fix or your drug. You need them, or else you know you're not able to be alone by yourself. You're not you. You don't love yourself, so you can't be in a room by yourself without having that attention, that constant validation, rather from them or the opposite sex. Love yourself first. Stop expecting things to get perfect. Stop running to other people of the opposite sex and complaining about your relationship to them. Communication is key. The lack of communication kills relationships. I do hard care how hard a relationship gets. If you can't tell the other person, hey, I love you, I'm mad, I'm upset, I need some time, some space. They let some space go by, but they reach out to you and all they want from you is a simple, I love you back. And you can't give that to them. You stopped caring about them. Maybe you loved them at one point, but you don't love them now. And that's that's what's going to hurt them the most. Tell them, let them know, stop keeping the door halfway cracked open, loving them when it's convenient for you. Loving them when they have something to offer. Loving them when they meet certain, that you know, you got a checklist and they check off the boxes. He did this, he did that. So, yeah, I guess I can show him some attention. That's not right. Or she did this, so I got to show her some attention. That's not, that's not love. That's using, It's being manipulative. It's being narcissistic. That's not love. That's not God's love. Love others as God loves us. Hope and pray everyone finds who they who their soul loves. Who they feel like they're put themselves to love and have a family with. I found mine. She's gone. And that's a pain, you know, you, you gotta live with every single day. You want it to work, but you know you know it's never going to.
1: Because of them holding
0: on to hate and anger and just unable to let go of the past and live for the future. Be careful about what you say in arguments to someone else because sometimes people are unable to let that stuff go. Even though you didn't mean it, they're unable to let it go and they hold on to it. And because of that, they they try to one-up you. And what that means is you know, you said something that hurts their feelings, something they didn't like, did something they didn't like. So now they're going to hurt you even worse in ways that, because no one knows how to hurt you better than the people that love you because they're, they're the closest to you. So you hurt them, so they'll be like, all right, I'll one-up you. I'll ignore you. I'll keep your daughter from you. I'll continue to lie and try to get you sent back. I'll make it seem like I don't care if you live or you die. They will hurt you to the most, the furthest extent that they possibly can, and they, they'll they succeed. Because simply just not talking, simply just being ignored by the person you love is enough to hurt you, let alone all the other factors People fall in and out of love so quickly nowadays. They're so quick to move on the second things get hard, the second mama and dad don't approve, they move on. You love them. That should be enough. That should be all that matters. You love them, because when you love someone, you don't give up. You fight tooth and nail, till your heart quietly stops beating. You, no matter what, you at least at the bare minimum make sure that person knows you love them, whether you're together or not. And it's the people that fall out of love, people that move on that act like they have it. The people that even they, even when you're not together, they, they'll make it seem like there's a chance they'll come back. They keep you hanging on. They want to they don't want to be with you. And they don't want you to be with anyone else. So they keep the door open just enough to use you whenever it's convenient for them. And if, trust me, if you somehow if they if it somehow miraculously doesn't work out with the other person they're with, They'll come running back Because they always do Once the other person Doesn't want them Once the other person Cheats, lies Or Starts treating them In a way they don't like They will come back to you Because it's convenient But they'll leave And they always do Once once you stop being The only person That's showing them attention Love yourself first Be okay In knowing that The people that you love The most Sometimes hurts you The most they will leave and it doesn't matter if you spent a year together or five it doesn't matter if you have a kid together or not they don't care and they won't they will hold on to hate and anger and just plain evil and they will plot like they will think all day and night how to get back at you for hurting them unintentionally so they will intentionally hurt you in every way they can but be okay with that. Be okay knowing that it's not always going to work out. That people usually don't always feel the same way you feel about them. It's okay to be alone. It's better to be alone and with yourself because you love yourself than to be with someone that doesn't love you as much as you love them. But they stay around, you know, because they like the attention. They like that you buy them things. They like you send them good night, good morning texts. And you like it too, so you stay. You know they're bad for you, but you stay anyway because you want to make it work so bad. You try time and time again to let them know the things they're doing are bothering you, but they haven't changed. But you're like, it's okay. I love them enough, I'll look past it. So you continue to let them abuse you. And it's super important that people realize, I'm talking on both sides. It's not just men that abuse women. Women have the power, if not more power, because they can lie. And people believe the lies. Women abuse men just as much as men abuse women. Do not stay in a relationship because you're afraid to be alone. Hold on to the love you have for that person whether you're together or not. Hold on to no hate, no anger. Realize it didn't work out the way you wanted to and that's okay. But refuse to let it still control your life by holding on to that hate and that anger. Let it go. Let the hate and the anger go. Let what they said, the argument they had, what they called you, let it go. Because to them, in any argument that you ever have with anyone, and anyone alive has had arguments. Things get said that they don't mean. People say things and call you names. People, These are people that are battling, could be battling with own demons that they're afraid to even talk to you about because they want to burden you with them. Sit down and ask them, hey, what's going on? Do not immediately put up a wall and to an extent, it's an expression. You put up the wall and you're like, okay, you said something that just hurt me. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to completely cut you out of my life act like you never existed. I'm going to act like I don't love you. I'm going to act like I don't want to make it work more than anything. I'm going to act like we don't have a child together. I'm going to act like we haven't spent so much time together and gotten through everything. And that giving up now would make no sense because everything that we've been through, if I give up now, would mean for nothing i going to act like I haven't moved on when I know I have. Do not ignore the red flags. If you're in a relationship with a woman, she hides her phone. You can't so much as even use it. She leaves it out in the car when she comes over. Odds are, man, you're not the only guy she's texting. Vice versa. If you're with a guy, he leaves his phone out in the car when she comes into your apartment. You can't so much as use her phone. You Like, look, let me play some games. Let me text my mom or when she does let you use it, she's hovering over your shoulder like you ain't the only one. That sucks to say, but it all starts with the phone. hundred years ago, people were not able to cheat and lie and be deceitful and be infidel. you know, um, infidelic um, as much as they were, as much as they are now, because it all starts with the smartphone. Do not Make them out. Stop loving people for what you want them to be, and love them for what they are now. They have a bunch of guy or girlfriends, and you're not. You're not cool. If anything that they do or say or anything like that, that you bring it up multiple times that it bothers you, and they do not change their behavior, they do not care. They love you enough. They may love you, but they don't love you enough to change for you. They don't love you enough to check up on you after months go by. They don't love you enough. They love you, but not enough. And if you're not loved enough the way you deserve, the max amount that you deserve, that's not a love you need. Because while you're sitting there waiting for it to work with them, you're begging them, to text you back you're begging them to let you see your child you're begging them to tell the truth you are stopping yourself and you are halting yourself from meeting who God really put you on this earth to love take it for someone who has um, proposed to the person they thought they spend their life with and was told no I can't but still stayed take it for someone who has caught the person that they love cheating over and over again um, texting, flirting actually cheating and they still stayed Take it from someone who has cheated on this person and hated myself for it for the longest time but still stayed because I wanted to make it work and this person stayed too. Take it from someone who has, who knows what it's like to know that you got to call it quits because you're just hurting each other trying to stay together but you don't want to. Take it from someone who just hopes and wishes that things could have ended differently between the one that I thought I would spent my life with. Take it for someone who wants nothing more than to make it work for the woman I still love. Take it for someone who would build a time machine and go back to the last argument he had with the woman he still loves and never said what he said and maybe then she'd still be around. Maybe then I'd be able to see my daughter. Maybe then I wouldn't I wouldn't be missing key stages in my daughter's life because said said something I shouldn't have said. Take it from someone who has made more mistakes and hurt the person he loved the most one too many times and has wanted nothing more than to just have that person love them enough to stay no matter how much. Because you battle with personal demons, PTSD, depression, it's, it's, it's okay, but it's not okay to take that on people around you. And at times that's what I've done. I've hurt people closest to me. The one person closest to me. And that's not that's not okay. I've hated myself every single day for it. But I, I've forgiven myself. I forgave them. For all the wrongdoings. You know, we would cheat on each other. We would make the other person think things that weren't true. We would say things that weren't true. We would do things we didn't mean to do. But we would just felt so lost and... We just kind of rolled with it. Take it for someone who wants nothing more than to show the person how much he's changed that he still loves. Take it for someone who has time and time again whether the person believes or not he's just tried to be someone he's tried to be who the person that he loved the most. I've tried to be, I've just tried to be the person that I thought would make them love me more. You try to be someone that acts like you don't care, you know, you're someone that, when deep down, you know, you're someone that cares about everything, and need everything. You know, you, you cry when you watch movies like The Fault in no Our Stars. That's how emotional you are, that's how much you feel emotions. But instead, you know, you, you try to be someone that you think that would make this other person love you more. and Surprisingly, it works. So now you're stuck being that person that you're not really, you're not really the guy that doesn't care about anything. But somehow, miraculously, it makes them show you more attention so you stay that person. It makes them text you more. It makes them come over more. It makes them ask how your day is going. It makes them be what you always wanted them to be, but yet you're being someone that you're not really. So now you're trapped. You can't go back to that loving and caring guy. Hey, beautiful. Hey, sweetheart. You gotta act like you don't care because it makes them love you more. And then you just get trapped and you end up hurting them and you don't mean to. When all you were trying to do is be who and what you thought they wanted you to be. You end up hurting the person you love the most and you hate yourself every single day for it. And when you come around to finally forgive yourself for it and you finally change, you become who the person that you love the most deserves. They're no longer around because I gave up on you. Because I got tired of fighting and trying and hoping for you to change. You changed eventually, but you changed too late. Don't change too late. Change in the present moment. Let her know you love her. Hold her tight. Call her beautiful. And then maybe, just maybe you won't be in the situation I'm in. Because I don't wish this on anyone. Forgive them. They're going to make mistakes, but you love them enough no matter what to get through them. Take your time, keep your distance. Let them know, hey, I'm I'm upset. I'll let you know when I'm ready to talk about it. (sighs) Let them know that you're not with anyone else during that time. Communicate. Let them know, hey, I still love you, but look, I'm still mad, I'm upset, I need some time, I need some space. a lot of times, they don't don't mean to hurt you. They're just, they're mad at themselves, so they take it out on you. Because they grew up watching that. It's the norm to them. They didn't realize how bad they hurt you until it was too late once you were already gone. Sometimes you can change too late. Hope and pray that people, they make it work with the one they love. They That neither you give up on each other. That you make it work. That you have beautiful families together that you um, no matter how hard life tries to tear you apart you get through and you make it work cheating infidelity name calling fights arguments nothing keeps you apart because you know you would rather be with them and try to make it work a hundred times over than start over with someone else Hope and pray everyone finds that kind of love. They find their person. Because when you do, don't be stupid and let them go like I did. Alright, so we're going to end the episode with, uh... with some prayer. We're going to go over, um... We'll, talk, we'll make the next episode tomorrow don't have long but we're you know we're gonna don't have long to 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 make episodes due to and uh unchangeable circumstances seems like <laughs> So this this prayer is going to be about the future. We're gonna wrote it all out here. Obviously, we're gonna we're gonna talk about. I wrote this out earlier today, and I've said it probably fifteen times today. Um, you can never pray too much. Remember that. So you know, God, dear God, I don't know what the future holds, but I'm counting on you. I don't know what you're planning for me. I don't know how the next thirteen days and the next few months will unfold. But I'm counting on you to give me the strength and patience I need to get through it. I don't know if you will answer my prayers, or if you will keep talking, keep taking me on another, on another ride I wasn't prepared for. I don't know if you will give me a break or another difficult test. I have been trying to handle everything the best, in the best and wisest way possible. I've been trying to connect all the dots and understand the bigger picture and follow the signs you've been sending me, but I admit that I'm tired. My brain is tired, my heart is tired, my soul is tired. I'm tired of the same patterns, I'm tired of the same lessons, I'm tired of the same roller coaster. I don't know what the future holds, but I'm ready for things to change. I'm ready for my life to finally start making sense. I'm ready for, my, for peace. I'm longing for stability. I know that either way, I'll be fine. That either way, I'll count on you and I can trust in you. I know that you will guide me through the hard times like you always do. But I guess I'm asking for leeway this time, God. To help me out. I'm praying for a miracle. I'm ready for a miracle to lift all the heaviness and all the burdens. I'm counting on you this time but in a different way. I'm counting on your generosity, your ability to reveal the truth. I'm counting on your forgiveness, counting on your magnificent surprises, counting on your mercy, God. I don't know what the future holds, but I want it to be brighter and better than what I had imagined. I want all those wishes I asked you for. All those impossible dreams I once believed in. I want my life to be this marvelous story in the making. What it once was. Before the lies. I don't know if that's how you see it or if that's what you want from me. But I'm counting on you to turn it all around. To bring my wishes closer. To continue to show me signs you hear. To push my pain away. To make the pain stop. <sighs> I don't know what the future holds, but I'm putting all my trust in you, laying it down at your feet and praying every single day, all day, nonstop. I know that you don't disappoint those who put all their faith in you. I will never know for sure how things will pan out. But I can only hope that your timing is aligning with mine this time. That this is the time for my prayers to be answered my angels to be released. I don't know what the future holds. But all I know is that there's nothing you can't do. There's nothing you can't fix. That you're the only one who can turn everything around in the bleak of an eye. Help me, Lord. Help us. Help this prayer and everything we've talked about today. Change my life as well as everyone else's. In your name we pray, Father. Amen.